0: You are welcome to another exciting episode of CADA Matters. CADA Matters is an awareness-raising programme of CADA. CADA is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse, a UK-based charity working to prevent and end domestic abuse, especially in Christian homes. Listen to this episode with Gracilis so as to build healthy relationships and keep your
1: home and relationships abuse-free. Her into the program, so let me invite her. I think I've seen the invite. So return. I've invited her, so she should be joining us soon. And uh, why she's joining us? If you do join us tonight, let us know where you've called from. To be great to know. I think she has gotten in. Let's see. I think so. I'm going to medical gaslighting. I'm just trying to write the topic on the oh, why is that not going? Okay, I have to do it again. Good evening, who are you there?
0: Hi, great. How now? How are you?
1: I'm fine, thank you. I'll say that people here in the UK have been enjoying lots of enjoyment as we're celebrating our Queen Mother.
0: Mm-hmm. That's for those that are royalists, isn't it? There are some people that are not royalists. Well, okay. so, yes, you have people that are not royalists, so they don't agree with all this. Okay. Yeah, there's a school of thought that thinks this is a it's a waste of taxpayers' money because the monarchy is funded by taxes. <laughs>
1: Well, um, I think it's a today. we need to go and read through the life of the UK test and know why they are actually called the monarchy and what they have done over the years and why they have the access to the children and why we are actually
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, lately I've been very careful when I'm around people because some, it, it gets into a big argument people that are opposed to the monarchy Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I want to it anyway. I'm okay. The good thing is that
1: we're all royalty. So.
0: Oh, yes.
1: We are.
0: We are. We are royalty. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. peculiar people call forth to show the praises of him who has called us out oh, of darkness. Yes into this marvelous light. Hallelujah. We're back here. Be not All right. So
1: no. this is
0: Alright, so hi everyone and hi everyone that will join us later that will watch this on um broadcast. Um it's our pleasure to have you join us today. On CADA matters, and CADA is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse. Um, it's a program where we seek to educate and inform the church. Who is the church? The church is you and I. So we seek to educate and inform the church. Just raise that awareness of what abuse is and the different types and the different forms that abuse can take and what the church, again, you and I, can do to mitigate um abuse in all its forms and in all its kinds where it occurs amongst us so my name is himo Sonny Joe. I am your moderator for tonight and on the hot seat um I would let her introduce herself hello
1: good evening all my name is Gracilis and I happen to be the oh my oh am I again now you're the convener convener of Kadamata's Really for Church Against Domestic Abuse. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here again
0: tonight, even though it's on the hot seat. Thank you. <laughs> All righty ho. Yes. So tonight we'll be talking about medical gaslighting. Last week we had um a general practitioner or GP or uh, what would I say, your family doctor. Family. Depending on what country you are watching us from. Um, We had someone who fits into all that description with us um, last week. So um, today we'll be talking about medical gaslighting to see how it can occur. We've talked about gaslighting here previously, but now we're bringing it now into the medical field. We're taking it like this in Cada. We look at you as a whole individual, not just as a person in the building of a church, so to say, but in your day-to-day life. So today we'll be looking at medical gaslighting because at one point of our lives would all have to encounter a medical practitioner at one point of our lives, uh, whether we like it or not, whether we agree to it or not, if not for yourself, but for maybe a member of your family or someone that you know. So today we'll be looking at what gaslighting is. Like I said earlier, we'll discuss it some, I think sometime last year. So it'll be good for us to just look at what um, gaslighting is and how can gaslighting and medical come in the sen- same sentence? So we'll be looking at what medical gaslighting is, the dynamics of it, and a whole lot more that we'll be looking at today. So we'll just go straight to the point because we're mindful and we've already spent five minutes of our time with our opening. So um, Grace, I'll just go to you. What, how did How did this term come about? What is How did the term gaslighting as a way of recap come about? And then if you would just go in and tell us what medical gaslighting is.
1: Okay. So um, for those of us who have watched this uh, program several, and if you've not watched you can check the IGT videos for gaslighting in all the different ways we've done it. Gaslighting came from, the term actually came from a film. It was a stage play that was aired, I think, in 1934. It was called Gaslight, and in that play, what happened was the husband was trying to run his wife crazy by dealing the light to their house. And every time she thought the lights were deemed, he was like, No, they're not deemed. And she started to, uh, you know, she had her, her perception of herself and reality began to, you know, win. And after some time, she was doubting herself and he was turning her crazy. I think he wanted to do something about getting her inheritance or so. And then I think in 1940, it was made into a British film. So that's where the term actually came from. And I guess lighting is actually a of psychological manipulation is actually emotional abuse. And then it happens when you have a person, you know, the, um, what happens is the, um, the perpetrator makes the victim to begin to question their own actions, their beliefs, their memory, their perceptions in order to be to the victim and to control them. So it's, it's a form of persistent manipulation and brainwashing that causes the victim to begin to doubt themselves and ultimately you sort of like lose your sense of perception Self worth, and then you find yourself being controlled. So that, in, that in a nutshell, really is what gaslighting is. When you bring it to the medical term, then we'll say that medical gaslighting. If you say, if you use acts about the term medical gaslighting, is actually a term yeah. that's used to describe. So can you say something?
0: No, 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 no. Okay, Go so ahead. The
1: medical gaslighting is a term that's used to describe how doctors or medical professionals, in a were where Blame uh, uh, a patient's illness or symptoms on psychological factors, as it were, or they deny the patient's illness. They say, Well, what you're saying is not true, or like, oh, you are, no, you're not sick, you know. Uh, or perhaps when you, you see a doctor, a medical practitioner, they downplay your symptoms or they dismiss it, you know, try to manipulate you in such a way that you think you're actually exaggerating your own symptoms, or you imagine all what you're doing to all what you're saying, and say, Am I imagining? Happened? but this not happen so it's a uh, it's something that happens when healthcare professionals don't play or explain away your symptoms with non-medical reasons or emotional reasons and then it takes you as a patient I mean, you sat there in your chair you begin to doubt your own reality and doubt yourself think you are exaggerating and then what happens is that you just either sort of shut in have more pain or even have your life and so that's um, that's gaslighting, medical gaslighting, and also one of the things I was reading about medical gaslighting is that apart from the patient doctor relationship, medical gaslighting can actually happen between doctors. A doctor, a junior doctor, or a general practitioner might be trying to get a specialist to see a patient based on what they are yes. seeing and thinking that this person needs some specialist care, and you could find the specialist doctor gaslighting the physician. Know, in a way that um, that's trying to tell them oh, these symptoms are not really symptoms. And sometimes it happens. I remember when I used to work in the hospital, trying to call a doctor to take responsibility over the patient, and the person is trying to turn around the things, you know, just to reduce their volleyball work. So yes, it does happen. Gaslighting could happen to the doctor and the patient could actually happen between the doctors. When you get to the doctor, you 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 by the time you're done with the doctor, you start doubting yourself ah, that is medical gaslighting.
0: All right, thank you so much for that. I think you have kind of like eased into my follow up question. I was going to ask that how or where does this occur, and just and I think you've mentioned kind of the people and the peculiarities. I remember one of um when I was going to give birth. And they were saying I wasn't in labor. I was like, but I know my body. I know, I know. Anyway, long and tall of the story, we ended up with an emergency cesarean. So, uh, but so where does this occur, so to say? And who are the people who are prone to be gaslighted, medically gaslighted? Hi, L- Lilian, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us.
1: You
0: know,
1: funny enough, maybe we started and we just started talking. I just thought, wow. Sometimes when women are in labor, they, they get mm-hmm. gaslighted, that nothing is happening to their They insist and insist, and then somebody checks, and they're already 8 cm dilated, and people are trying to tell you you're not in labor. So, mm-hmm. medical gaslighting, where does it occur? Which groups of people? I think, yeah, a typical example mostly women. Women mm-hmm. are mostly, mostly women actually are prone to being gaslighted, and especially women or patients that have chronic illnesses, as in, illnesses that don't like have a clear diagnostic test as it were, like um, somebody with um, chronic back pain, somebody, a lady with endometriosis, you know, there's no, this is it, and this is it, and this is it, and because of that, you go to the doctor, and you try to explain, this is what's happening, this is what's happening, and somebody is discounting you, so those are the people that are more prone to medical gaslighting.
0: Okay, thank you, thank you. Oh, the women folk. <laughs> so, is it basic particular illnesses? I, I think I know you've mentioned um some of the chronic pains and things like that, but are there other categories that people find themselves like that being highlighted Okay,
1: so well, you can find different forms. First of all, a doctor might even be blaming a patient for their symptoms of illness and blaming it on psychological factors, or it's in your head. Or instead of acknowledging that the symptoms begin to tribalize the symptoms or even deny a patient's illness entirely. So sometimes yeah. like this just happens unconsciously or consciously, that that's just something that could happen. And, and sometimes it could just be the doctor being biased, biased about gender, about age, about your ethnicity those are some of the things that could do be playing and having an effect while the doctor
0: is talking to you so those are some things that do happen okay i know that in the uk there was a research i think about um women of color uh, especially in the maternity wards and what happens to them how they're they're not taken serious because there's this belief that this particular ethnic group or racial group have a High propensity to endure pain, so when they say they are in pain, it's kind of like, oh, this person isn't serious. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so what are some what, what would you say some of the effects of uh, medical gaslighting is? What 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 are, what are the effects it 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 has on a patient? I'm a patient, and I I keep going back to my doctor, and I'm saying this is what I feel or this is how I feel, but they're like pushing it away. What effect does it have on a patient?
1: Okay, Well, I think very much. Hello, Kubella. Kubella for six. Hello, hello. Um, You're welcome. I I think that when you're looking at medical gaslighting, it's almost like what you see when someone is being gaslighted. So I think the very first thing is it begins to create this self-doubt and uncertainty, which is actually harmful for a patient's mental health. Another thing that would happen also is that um, too often when, when you when you go to the doctor and what your symptoms, what your um, what you are saying is being dismissed, you, you end up avoiding anything like health checks in the future, and then you go without medical check or screenings. Also, you find out that because this person is being gaslighted, the symptoms are not being treated, the illness, the symptoms are not treated properly, so they won't get even to the, we don't address the very root cause of the illness. And so people are left either untreated entirely or even. Or, and then if you, if you leave now, I'm saying to you now, doctor, there's something wrong, there's something wrong. So people have had things like that. And before you it was a ruptured appendix. You know, if, if somebody yeah. is saying that there's a problem, there's a problem, and the person keeps getting denied, what will happen is won't address the root cause of the problem. Another thing that will happen is it might not be treated entirely, and then it could lead to worsening or new symptoms. And then another thing also that I say that could also happen, not just worst in symptoms, because things like, you know, when someone has chronic pain and things like that, yeah. it could lead to something more fatal. fatal. And then also, you know, when people are being dismissed, with time, they start to believe that perhaps they're overreacting because some of them are mm-hmm. being accused of their symptoms or their pain. I know. And then the doctors begin to act like what they're saying is perfect. And, that actually affects the doctor-patient relationship. Trust is broken you know, in times mm-hmm. like that. And then just like any form of gaslighting, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have anxiety. You're going to have depression. There's going to be some low self-esteem. There might be some post-traumatic stress. So that when you think of going to the yeah. doctor, you're like, oh, please, I don't want to go there anymore. You feel like you're wasting the doctor's time. You know, and that's something that happens. Sometimes people come to you, and the first thing is sometimes when some of my patient sits on the chair, or well, maybe, maybe. Um, well I don't want to waste your time, I don't want to waste anybody's time. You know, that's all the things that will happen, and that's how a patient who is being gaslighted would feel, and very soon they wouldn't be going again. So those are some of the things that could happen at the end of the day. But, but what
0: makes this what makes this possible? What how what 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 leads to a medical professional gaslighting their patient? What makes it possible?
1: Well, there could be several reasons. Remember that when we're talking about abuse, the main thing there is Saul is trying to control the other person. Saul is trying to manipulate the other person. And usually this person is in the position of power. There's some form of power control. There's some some balance in the power control. And imagine the doctor has gone to school and all that. So in that circle itself, the doctor has the power as it were. And when when you open, when you come into the consulting room, you're coming to seek knowledge, you're going there as... A, a patient, but if this doctor mm-hmm. is biased or this doctor just decides to be to you, you know, that's one of the things that could happen. So, that that's that's one of the things that causes it. And a doctor could do that. And remember that doctors at the end of the day are human beings. Doctor could have had a bad day. Doctor could have, you know those days in school when the teacher comes and starts shouting like, oh, the teacher's going with her husband. And like, she's taking it out of the students. So, doctor could have had a bad day. It's not, it's not like they're bound by professionalism, but at the end of the day, they do sometimes have
0: a bad day, and that would just happen. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for that. So, how? Let someone listening to us now, you know, don't want like we always say when we say abuse, we don't want everyone just. When you just hear that and someone does something that you do, like you just term it like, oh, I'm being abused or something like that. So we're talking about medical gaslighting. We're putting our medical professionals, absolutely fantastic, wonderful people who do well for the community. So we don't want people now just go and brandish the word medical gaslighting like you're gaslighting me. How can I identify that I'm being gaslighted. What would my medical professional do that will make me say, oh yeah, I think I'm being um, gaslighted.
1: I think if you listen to the way the conversation is going, the doctor begins to um, say things that make you in change the emphasis of the conversation and instead begins to doubt your unworthiness, your trustworthiness, then you know that something else is happening. So thank you, welcome. Uh, I think I know that is welcome, Auntie. Um, when the doctor begins to do that and the doctor starts saying to you, oh, you yeah, are reading too much into this, this is just an overreaction there's nothing wrong with you or the doctor queries your memories and saying, are you sure you know, you might have, a, you have a, it seems you have a very vague memory of uh, the details or the doctor just denies that you said something before, I said, no doctor, I told you this last time I came, the doctor is like, no you didn't tell me, you know, or yeah. the doctor accuses you of making things up or pretends, or even forgets that you Say something and the doctor does disregard what you're saying or makes you feel like what you've said is not important at all and then you feel when you if you feel you go to you go to a medical consultation and you come out feeling bit too silly like you've been wasting the doctor's time the important doctor's time you know or the doctor yeah. doesn't even believe what you are telling them or perhaps sometimes the doctor just minimizes or travelizes your symptoms this is medical that's like and the doctor just says something like oh it's normal it's not
0: because I've gone once, you know, let's let's make it clear. Is it just once when I go oh. to the doctor and the doctor doesn't? I don't hear what I w- expect from my doctor. Then I can say I've been gaslighted. Would would there be a circle of repeats or that kind of thing?
1: Well, sometimes you could you could just have a single consultation with someone and go about go away thinking, well. That, that, that doctor was just gaslighting me. That could happen. It could also happen gradually. And it also depends on, is this a doctor you see regularly? Because if yeah. might be seeing a doctor regularly. Some doctors might be... Okay, let me put it in another way. A dentist might be seeing you regularly. That's why sometimes you get some people being suing a dentist. I said, this dentist has been seeing me all twice. I never said I have a like, periodontal disease and all of that. And then I just go to a new doctor and that doctor says, this is all what's wrong with you and it has been there for all these years and all yeah. of that, you know. So sometimes it could be a gradual thing, something that goes on again and again and again. And sometimes because especially sometimes you go to an emergency doctor and it seems the doctor has so many people to see and it's not you, you have the facts, you even have results and things like that. And the person is dismissing, tribalizing, denying or acting like what you're saying is not important. And then um, you should watch out really because you might just be being gaslighted there
0: okay so what can I then do after listening to you now and I think I can see this pattern with my medical professional what can I do to avoid this uh, to be, uh, how can I avoid being medically gaslighted or if I find myself being I think oh I identify with all these things you said how can I get myself out of that situation I just
1: don't know <laughs> <laughs> because the first answer I want to give that is get a second or a third opinion and I'm thinking how oh, are you going know, to do that in the labor room? Can I get another doctor here, please? That knows what they are doing. <laughs> okay, so get a second or a third opinion. And then another thing you can do, there's nothing, you know, one of those things we say with gas with Keep a journal. Keep a journal of all your symptoms, including the frequency, the severity, the length, you know, do they occur at a certain time? Of the day is there anything that makes it better is there anything that makes it worse so just keep keep, keep that there's something we use we call it socret sight onset character radiation as it go anywhere any aggravating factors as in anything that makes it worse anything that makes it better you know what time it occurs. so keep keep it down so that when you're talking and somebody says that's not true you know you have beat it beaten and if you have written it down surely not have been making mm. it up so keep a journal and then when you go to your appointments, go prepared don't just go like you just go going there anything that happens you know, go prepared with a list of questions especially regarding your symptoms or potential diagnosis so and i'm not saying you should go and consult dr google because sometimes that's something we do go and consult dr google you know and do all <laughs> of that then come to the doctor and start arguing with the doctor please that's what i'm saying I'm like, yeah. Trusting the doctor's knowledge. I remember that Doctor who is is not seeing you. This doctor is actually seeing you. So please, <laughs> <laughs> <trust the doctor's
0: laughs> please don't don't deny us the privilege of a reliable
1: yes, say so, first seven doctor. doctor. how frequent they are and all of that. Just keep all of that with yourself. Thank you for, I can see some more people
0: joined us. Thank you, Mama T. Thank you, Zala11. I think that's my colleague at work. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I think out of all the things you said, one key thing that people neglect to do is that journaling of their symptoms and <laughs> all that. People don't die because I know I'm one. You so see, when did this start? I am like, mm, I think... There's a lot of, I think, in my consultation. So it's a good one to just keep a journal of those um, symptoms and all that. Yeah, thank you. So now let's zero down to the medical professional now. My doctor or my GP or my nurse or my dentist, I think they're gaslighting. How can a medical professional that's listening to us today, that think they're doing this, or some of their patients might have hinted this, how can they prevent it? How can they stop it if they're doing it or if they're not doing it how can we ensure that they don't fall into this where they gaslight their patients
1: okay well i think the first rule one of the things we taught in medical school is listen to the patient when you listen to a patient and you listen properly what will happen is you get the diagnosis while the person is talking
0: so listen
1: pay close attention to their reported symptoms and their complaints because while the patient is talking the diagnosis is going to go um, especially to use the very right interview techniques, and then let's stop uh, disempowering our patients by either ignoring or discounting their concerns. Uh, so, um, then we could also encourage our patients to pay attention to what their bodies are telling them. So, teach them how to collect the data. You know, teach them what to do. Okay, when next this happens again, note what time, note the severity, note all of this. Mm-hmm. so that by the time they come for consultation again what will happen is it's going to be a better time it's going to be a more profitable time more effective and more efficient and then if you can't address the symptom or the complaint, rather than gaslighting the person then you, you turn to somebody who can and there's, there's always room for referral, You just be fair so you know your limits, know when you know you should be fair, it's okay for you not to know what to do, to know your limit but it's not okay for you as it were to gaslight your patients, thank you, I think that would help
0: Okay, thank you, thank you so much for that. Okay, as we try to, as we begin to start to wind down for tonight, remember we said this is CADA matter for uh, matters for those joining us. CADA is the acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse, and who is the church? The church is you and I. So we always kind of like talk about it as it applies elsewhere and end it as it applies to the church with all organized congregations, so to say. So, can we say, based on all that we have said, does some form or some level of medical gaslighting, does it occur in, within the church? Yeah, I would say so. And although the people doing it in the church
1: might not be medical professionals, but somehow do it. oh, I have a headache. And rather than, oh, I have a headache, and the devil has a headache. You know, you said that someone, I like the devil has a headache. You cannot have a headache. Uh, there, there's a difference between saying this is what's happening and, and and because sometimes we say we don't want to have negative confessions. But this evening, as I was thinking about it, I thought about the fact that when Jesus wanted to heal people, some, some of them he asked, him, What do you want? That I may see my sight. So that person came to an understanding, came to accepting what was going on. Listen, I cannot see. You know, he didn't yeah. say the devil is blind, as it were. So, the enemy is blind the hell, the, 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 yes the enemy is blind and sometimes we do it to our children your child has come and say oh, my stomach hurts what do we say? what's our what, do we discount what the child has said when the child says my stomach hurts you know do we discount it all because we want to put in as it were what we what we have in mind to do is we want to push them to the place of prayer or we to be able to acknowledge that you because know? if we continue to discount they begin what happens is that they begin to doubt their reality and they begin to think that they are wasting time because we are somehow unconsciously belittling what they have reported as true by the time we begin to belittle them we, we what will happen is uh, we would, um, we'll make them one day they might be really really ill and they wouldn't tell us why because every time they've told us Guess what? we've not done anything about it we discounted it so it does happen yeah. i remember the time and I, I hope this has stopped remember when we were doing like crypto babies pregnancies People were being told that they were pregnant and they were going for injections and their stomach was getting big and, and it was like, okay, and then they would even they, they got so medically gaslighted that they were even told that they should not bother doing a scam because the scam will not show the babies. Mm. And these pregnant women, these so-called pregnant women in had to give birth in those particular places, hospital. But what was happening was that they were getting babies, French babies from other places and giving it to their people. So that, that, that is just, that one is a high form, as it were, of medical gaslighting. It's a high form because this is, what is the reality? But moving false information as true is also part of medical gaslighting. You know, a woman is in that, and, 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 like we said at the very beginning, it is women. So unfortunately, it's the group. It's we, we are more prone to things like that because a woman looking for a child is like, it's almost like if this can just happen. And then she gets into the company of some of these terrible people who we'll tell her she's pregnant, who we'll continue to inject her and inject her, give her some things, and her stomach is swelling up, and we can't even see a baby in the scan. And she's been so deceived and gaslighted that she even refuses to go to a scan elsewhere, and then she comes, and then she, she they, they, they say that they are performing surgery or whatever, and then she gets a baby. So just in case you know someone like that, just that's just medical gaslighting taking place. And for those of us who sort of have come in as it were, a a bit late, at the very, very beginning, what, what we're talking about is medical gaslighting. And we said that medical gaslighting is one of the things that would happen when, as it were, you visit a medical professional or a doctor, and that doctor begins to blame your illness or your symptoms or psychological factors or something okay. else, and they minimize the downplay, or they even deny that your symptoms are happening, as it were. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I think there's one element that we need to talk about as it pertains the the church. You know, like with um tested um, it's a good thing now. There's this revival about healings and all that. Would it? Would we also term it as medical gaslighting if someone just says, "Oh, I've received my cure for HIV/AIDS. I'm not going to have a test done." Uh, uh I, I believe it I have received it so I'm not going to, to just go to the hospital and have that that check
1: and then they, that same person might not even tell their partner that they have HIV and then they are sleeping with that person in the house so at the end of the day that action is putting somebody else in danger if you have clearly yeah. really been healed what should happen is you should go and get tests to confirm your healing it's it's irresponsible yeah healing, especially something that puts others in danger and refusing to actually do what you need to do to show us yeah. if you say that you've been healed of whatever form of sickness if you say that you've been healed of diabetes you've been healed of this go and get checked go and get confirmation get confirmation because at one point or the other you had a diagnosis and things change the doctors can nobody can argue with results so go and get confirmation yeah. When you get confirmation, then, then you know that you're not gaslighting yourself medically. I know that some people have different views, some people say, um, um, some people also listen to some people's testimony and just decide, I'm not listening about my drugs again and all of that and all of that. Science, the doctors, and even God, we are all working together to make sure that if we are not living in health, healing is taking place and healing can take place spontaneously, it can take place gradually. So yes, please get checked, get
0: checked. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that. Grace, so today we've been talking about medical gaslighting. We started, we looked at what it means, how it could occur, how to find out if you're being... lighted by your health practitioner we've also talked to, to to the health practitioners how to prevent this occurring and i think one of the key takeaways i would say in all this that has stood out for me is that about you knowing yourself having that medical journal i i, I think for me i'm going to sing it like uh, until it's like a broken record have Uh, have have a journal and always look for a second or third or fourth opinion if it will make you feel um any better and i think another thing you said was about come ready with questions to your appointments and and of course you cautioned us about going to our old reliable doctor google to put in all our symptoms and having and self-diagnosed to a large extent. I think it's quite common with a particular group of people, self-diagnosis. Uh, we're not mentioning names tonight, but those people know themselves. were very prone to it. If you just have a headache and you're feeling feverish, it's malaria and you just go to the nearest chemist. Yeah, so let's not self-diagnose. Let's not give up on medical professionals. And I, yes, I think those are the key things um, for me. Any final words? From you guys as we round up for today.
1: And what I would say also is that gaslighting also, apart from you and the medical doctor, gaslighting could be occurring in your relationship. You could occur at work, it's work gaslighting. You could occur with a friend, you could have a friend who is gaslighting you and your way. Turning, you turning information the other way. You could have it occurring in your home. I would say when it happens in our home is also a form of domestic abuse. So what I would encourage is try and check um, our IGTV on all the different series we've done looking at gaslighting, just to make sure that um, you're not um, being gaslighted and you're not the gaslighting because it does have far-reaching effects, it does affect our mental health, it really does. And do you know what? Even the government could gaslight. The government could also remember that's one of the things we learned. The government, the gas, the government mm. could be what they for those things in the era of one president. I Newsroom. What was
0: that phrase they used to use? Let's, let's not go to <laughs> fake news. <laughs> fake, news. <laughs> fake news.
1: Anything that wasn't what they wanted was fake news. Yeah. So it, it, that's that's gaslighting for you. Thank you.
0: All right, yeah.
1: Thank you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. This is something I really need to say when it comes to gaslighting. There's, there's no other truth than the truth of the Word of God. So... That's one thing if you're going to make sure
0: you're not gaslighted, make sure that you're sticking to the truth of the word of God. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you once again, Grace, for another impactful um information laden session. And thank you to everyone who has joined. Um please we'll encourage you if you're not following us, please follow us on any of our social media <laughs> handles We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter and we're, of course, we're on Instagram where you're joining us. And please feel free to share our content. It's free to share our content. Please do share. We always bring the word of God close to you practically and how just translating the Bible to modern times, to our world that we live in today so thank you everyone for joining Uh, we're here every thursday at 8 30 p.m to 9 p.m gmt where we just talk about all matters relating to abuse because the lord hates abuse and the church must stand up against the church uh, abuse and who is the church the church is you and i so thank you very very much we hope to see you next thursday At 8 um, 30. And for those of the Commonwealth and those in England, we wish you a happy Platinum Jubilee celebrations. Enjoy the long um, weekend and see you next week.
1: We hope you enjoyed and learnt from
0: today's session. Till we come your way again, remember God hates abuse. There is no excuse for abuse. The church, which is you and I, say no to domestic abuse.